0: grown-ups to be seated. Any other kids who want to come forward? Come on down. I think we have some kids on a retreat this weekend with their parents, but I am so glad that you're here. So I know we all know what the word fast means, right? It means speedy. You run fast. Oh, I think it means something else. Your brother read something a minute ago that Jesus said, and he used the word fast, but it didn't mean speedy. It meant something totally different. So what Jesus was talking about was a fast. When you fast, you give up something for a little while. Most of the time, it's food. And there were people in Jesus' day and people today who might give up eating for a whole day. Can you imagine? That would be really hard. I'm not sure I could do that. But they would do that to remind themselves that, of their hunger for God that God was even more important than food. So they would fast and pray and fast and pray. Now sometimes we can do that too, maybe in a different way. Since y'all are still growing, you need all your food. But maybe there are some things that you could give up to help you think about God a little bit more. Like for example, at night sometimes I like to eat a cup of ice cream. I don't really need that (laughs) for health, so maybe I could give up that cup of ice cream. And instead of sitting there eating ice cream, I could sit and pray and think about God. And I can pray for people who don't have good things like ice cream and who might be hungry when they go to bed. Or maybe you could fast from, you could give up your favorite video game for a day or for a week or even for the whole six weeks of Lent, getting ready for Easter. Every time you think about how much you want to play that video game, you can think about God and pray instead. So I'm going to encourage you and everybody here this morning to think about maybe something we can give up just for a day, maybe for a week, or maybe throughout the season of Lent to help us think more about God. Let's pray. Gracious God, we know that we have many blessings, and we want always to be grateful for, to you. We want to be able to think of you every day, to pray to you, and to love you and trust you. If there's something we can give up, maybe for a day or a week or a month, that would help us remember you and remember other people, show us what to do and what you want us to do. Thank you so much for Jesus and his teachings. We want to be like him. In his name we pray. Amen. Thank you all so much. I have to confess that I wrestled with God a little bit this week. We're in this sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm very dedicated to it, and I want us to continue making our way slowly through these teachings of Jesus, especially during the season of Lent. The reading that was for us today was all about fasting, intentional self-denial, giving up something in order to pray more deeply or to trust God more fully. But yesterday as I was on this civil rights tour with some of the folks from our church and two other churches, we we drove through Rosa Parks and I saw the destruction in North Nashville. And I thought about all of the people who are digging out of that destruction and our friends at East End who are worshiping in a park next to their church and because they can't go into the sanctuary that is just as precious to them as ours is to us. And my heart has been breaking all week for these friends and neighbors. And I know some of you have been affected by these storms. Some of you still don't have power and are displaced. We have a church member whose house was lifted up and moved six feet from its foundation. We have people whose businesses have been destroyed. Our community is in pain and I found myself asking God, is this really the Sunday to talk about fasting? Is there anything in this text of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount that we need to hear this morning? I feel like we need to hear instead the Psalms of God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. The Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil we do need comfort this morning. We need one another, we need the presence of God, we need a word from God. And yet as I wrestled with that this week, I think God kept bringing me back to these teachings of Jesus about fasting and the Sermon on the Mount. And so I'm moving ahead with it and my prayer is that either through this sermon or in spite of me and this sermon, that you hear the word from God that you need this morning, wherever you find yourself this week. Jesus is speaking to these disciples, and in this sixth chapter, in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking about these practices of piety, these practices of the faith that we, as Jesus' followers, are meant to participate in on a daily, regular basis— they're supposed to be the stuff of our lives as disciples. Prayer, giving, and fasting. He says, when you fast, not if you fast. Fasting was an important spiritual practice for the Jews in Jesus' day and for the early Christians who grew out of that movement. The early Christians fasted two days a week from sundown one day until sundown the next day, they would give up food as a way of showing their humility to God, as a way of saying to God and to themselves, there is nothing more important in my life than God. God is more necessary to me than food, than breathing itself, My life comes from God and God alone. We remember that moment when Jesus had been fasting in the wilderness and was tempted to turn the stones into bread and he said, we do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so fasting was a way to practice that kind of trust and dependence. To reorient life where God is at the center. And In the rest of this passage, Jesus talks about why we need practices like this. Because it is so easy for us to be drawn away from God by the things of this world. He talks specifically about possessions and wealth. It's a slippery slope. It's a dangerous thing to have money in our hands because it can so easily become what we depend on and what we find our security in. And so a practice like fasting where we intentionally deny ourselves something, is a way of saying I can do without that, but I can't do without God. So the early Jews fasted, the early Christians fasted, the early Methodists fasted. John and Charles Wesley taught the early Methodists to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. In fact, John Wesley would not ordain someone who was not willing to practice a fast. So I don't know if Brandon and Maggie got asked that question at the retreat this weekend, but he would ask, are you willing to fast as a spiritual practice? It was that important to those early Methodists. But somehow in our day, it's not that common of a practice, especially among Protestants. We don't have a regular practice throughout the year of giving up food for a day. And yet in the world we live in, Perhaps it's a practice we need to reclaim. We live in a world of instant gratification where we can make two or three clicks and within two hours, Amazon Prime now will have it at our door. We have access to all different kinds of food at any time of day. If we have the means to buy it, we can meet our needs and our wants anytime. And so for us intentionally, to say no to deny ourselves to resist that temptation is countercultural and it can help with regular practice continually to remind us of who is god and who isn't to keep our treasures in perspective to keep our hearts aligned with god but in our in our day perhaps there are other ways we could fast For some of us, fasting from food is not physically or mentally and emotionally healthy for us. But we have all sorts of other things we could give up for the sake of our relationship with God. As I mentioned to the kids, maybe giving up a video game. Maybe we could give up social media one day a week or for the season of Lent. And when we find ourselves reaching for our phones and wanting to connect on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is, it's an invitation to pray, to remember that our identity is not built on how many likes we have or how popular we are on social media, but our identity comes from God and God alone. Maybe, who knows, maybe there's something in your life that is a habit or something you rely on that you can give up for the sake of deepening your relationship with God and offering more time and more of yourself to God. So fasting is one of those ordinary, regular practices that can keep our lives oriented and pointed in God's direction. Sometimes it's not those regular practices that reorient us, it's something like a tornado that hits our community. And suddenly we see that the things of this world, the buildings and structures and things that we take for granted aren't always permanent. And we realize what really is most important in life, what really matters. I was talking to my friend who's at East End United Methodist Church And I I can't even begin to imagine the grief that they're feeling today. To have lost a space, not just a building, but a space that holds memories, that holds the spirit that they have experienced together as a congregation. And we stand with them in that pain and loss. And at the same time that they're holding that grief and that pain, she said, but you know... As we all work together to clear out the rubble, and and I'm sure as we worship on Sunday, we're going to realize that we are the church, that God is with us and God is constant no matter how things change around us. We are the body of Christ. And as we've seen neighbors reach out in love and compassion and the kind of kindness and self-giving that we've seen in our community, We realize that material things come and go, but love and compassion and the presence of God never shake. That foundation never shakes. I never wish this kind of disaster on anybody and on our community, and yet let it remind us of who God is in the midst of trouble, in the midst of pain. Which brings me to another gift that fasting can have for us as we practice it regularly. Fasting can help us be in solidarity with those who are suffering. If we fast for a day, when we feel those hunger pangs, we not only remember our hunger for God, but we remember those who are hungry not by their own choice, and we stand with them in that hunger. When we fast from social media, we can remember and pray for those who feel disconnected and lonely and lost. Fasting is a way for us to stand with those who are in pain. And we can do that in a very concrete way. If you have given something up for Lent, or if you're still thinking about maybe fasting from something, Maybe in your fasting you can turn that in to giving. For example, if you have a a practice, a habit of getting a mocha frappuccino from Starbucks every morning or a couple of times a week. Maybe you could give that up and use the money to send to tornado relief. Or if you have a, a practice of being on social media an hour a day. Maybe you could spend that time in prayer. For those suffering from these storms or spend a few more hours helping those who need it to clean up and to be restored to their homes. We can turn our fasting into blessing for others. Jesus makes it clear our fasting is never for us. It's not to make us healthier or more beautiful or to impress God and other people. It's for God's sake and for the sake of the world. I want to invite us in the next few moments to spend some time in prayer together. I want to invite you to think about something you might be able to give up, something you can deny yourself as a way of keeping God at the center of your daily life. Some way that you might even translate that into giving for the benefit of others. I want to invite you to spend some time in prayer for those who are on your heart today, family members, neighbors, members of the community. And I want to open up these altar rails. This feels like a day when we need to do that together. Not everyone will feel led to come forward, but I want you to, if you feel led, to come and offer yourself to God, all your prayers, whatever it is that's on your heart. Asking God to reorient all of us to place our trust in God and God alone. And for God to use us to be God's people in our community. As we come to this time of prayer, I want to share just a couple of concerns and joys Will Compton is our intern in the missions area, and he was supposed to be leading our Prayers of the People today, but he had a car accident yesterday, and he's okay, and everybody's okay, uh, but the doctor did encourage him to stay home. So please be in prayer for Will today as he recovers. We also want to be in prayer for Matt and Janet Harden who are mourning the death of Matt's mother, Brenda Harden? She passed away on March 1st, and they had a service for her in Cookville, actually on Thursday. We wanna pray also for her grandchildren, Henry, Grace, and Vivian, as they mourn her loss. And then we celebrate this morning the birth of Guinevere Claire Weiss. She was born sometime last night to Vivian and Michael Weiss and is welcomed by big sister Maggie and brother Peter. I know you have people on your hearts this morning. You have our whole community, our whole state on your hearts. So I invite you to come as you feel led or pray in your pews and bring all of this into the presence of our loving God.